Welcome to the intersection of faith and the culture. This is Wall Builders. We're taking on the hot topics of the day from a biblical, historical, and constitutional perspective. You can be a part of that by donating at wallbuilders.com. So we appreciate you coming alongside us. You can do monthly or one time, but that helps us to train more pastors and teachers and students and legislators and all the different things that we're doing, including the Constitution teaching that is taking place in homes and churches all over the country as people learn from biblical citizenship in modern America. You can be a part of it. Wallbuilders.com. Check it out today. I'm Rick Green, America's Constitution coach and a former legislator in Texas, here with David and Tim Barton. David, of course, America's premier historian and our founder at Wallbuilders, and Tim Barton, national speaker and pastor and president of Wallbuilders. All three of us glad that you have joined us to be a part of the program today. And one of the cool things we've been doing the last couple of weeks is getting a new hero of history every day. So every day we're learning about somebody new that most of the time we've never heard of before. Tim, once again, who is our hero of history this time? Well, today we're talking about Wentworth Cheswell, and, and we've actually talked about him uh, in presentations for for several years, at least alluding to, giving kind of a head nod to him when we talk about the founding fathers. And so often we think about uh, the shot heard around the world and what actually happened before that. Paul Revere makes his famous midnight ride, and we talk about that Paul Revere wasn't the only guy to make a famous midnight ride. In fact, even that night, he wasn't the only guy that rode that night. But over the next several years, and really even over the next several months, every time the British were taking troops and relocating, going somewhere, there were often Americans who would ride before them, alerting the other Americans that were in their path. The British were coming and helping the militias and the military get prepared and defend. One of the guys who made a very famous one of those midnight rides was Wentworth Cheswell. Now, Wentworth Cheswell was not only a black patriot, his his background's kind of interesting. And Dad, he's somebody you've talked about for, for many years, but if you back up... Uh, His grandfather was a slave in the early 1700s in America. In 1717, his grandfather uh, was able to gain his freedom. And then his father, uh, Wentworth Cheswell's father, was a carpenter who actually built the homes of several founding fathers. So Wentworth Cheswell grew up around the founding fathers, knew them. He goes off, gets a good education and some, some high academics. And we've noted that at that time, education looked a lot different. And so oftentimes, just your basic education, you were learning multiple languages, which included Latin and Greek and often Hebrew and things along the way. So he goes in and gains an education. He comes back when he's 21 years old. He is a school teacher and he's a property owner. He's a leader in the church. He actually buys a pew because back then that's what you would do. It's how you contribute to the church. He bought a pew. He ends up getting married And he and his wife, Mary Davis, had 13 children, which is an awful lot of children, four sons, nine daughters. And the following year is when he was elected the town constable. Now, this is also kind of a big deal because, Dad, one of the things you've pointed out is when you look at his life, he he was living in a white community, but he didn't just get elected as a constable. He was elected to a government position, elected as a black man in this white community, but he was elected for nearly 50 years in a row serving in this community. Yeah, he had eight different positions he held in the community, 49 years of elected service, as you said, nearly 50, and he's a black man in a white community. He's literally one of the town fathers. Uh, He was actually in charge of town meetings. They elected him to be the guy to run the town, run the town meetings, so it's just amazing the positions he held throughout time. And you think, wow, that's got to be one of the really early black elected leaders. And yeah, kind of. But you've actually got to go back to 1641 to Matthias de Souza, 
who's elected as a black man in a white state to the state legislature in Maryland in 1641. So, I mean, people are not even aware of these early elections, but Wentworth Cheswell is a great example of a black elected official in a white community who served for a number of years, reelected, 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 reelected. He also served in the American Revolution uh, at some noted places, some noted battles. Uh, at the end of the revolution, he's also a kind of like the town historian. Uh, when you look at the history of New Hampshire, uh, the, the guy who wrote the history of New Hampshire says he gained a lot of the information he needed for this from the collection from Wentworth Cheswell. And we actually have that collection here in Wall Builder's collection. We've got that three-volume set from Jeremy Belknap. And Belknap throughout that work says, hey, I got this from Wentworth and this came from Cheswell. And, and so we actually have that set. So when you look at his life, he, he was a, a, a leader both in the nation, but definitely his community. He was a soldier, a teacher, historian, an archaeologist, an educator. Uh, he was a judge. He was elected to numerous other offices. And he is one of America's earliest elected black officials. So, so this is a guy really worth note and acknowledgement, uh, as we've mentioned on so many of these stories. There's just too few people that actually know some of these great heroes today. Uh, and actually, it's, it's it's even interesting for New Hampshire. They've had a really hard time tracking down even images of this guy, pictures. There's great documentation who he is. He existed. We don't know for sure what he looked like. However, we do know he was an incredible leader in his era of America. You know, it's interesting as Wentworth Cheswell is such a good example to be able to use to push back against CRT 1619, et cetera, because he's a black official elected by white community. And it's just kind of fun to ask because CRT and 1619, they go after America as like the most racist nation in the history of the world. You go, okay, now wait a minute. Wentworth Cheswell was elected 1768, but Matthias de elected 1641. So that's pretty early. When did a nation like Great Britain elect its first black official? And the answer is 1987. How about Russia? 2010. Wait a minute. We've been doing this for two and a half centuries, and and we're the bad nation? He's a great example to push back. Well, and and the reason it's also worth noting just for context, when you talk about Britain or Russia, when you you start looking at these majority white nations, this is why it matters. When you look at nations that are the, the majority of the population is white, and then you see them electing black officials, it's different than if you look somewhere in Africa, somewhere that's a majority black nation, a majority brown nation. But when you're looking at America, you're right. This is different than the narrative, but it's also worth noting that this is an era, and certainly location, because not all of America followed the suit. There were definitely some racist areas, especially in some of the southern colonies in America. However, this was an area in New Hampshire where they seem to follow MLK's narrative that you should look much more at the content of the character than the color of the skin. And that certainly is what happened in New Hampshire in the life of Wentworth Chesbill, but a great American leader and hero. To find out more, go to wallbuilders.com and you can find out more of his story and so many other stories as well. And another great black American hero is the current one, Bishop Jim Lowe. Uh, Bishop Jim Lowe is out of Birmingham and we've had him on before. And he actually was part of the civil rights movement back under MLK, et cetera. Uh, he was actually in the church bombing in 1963 when they blew up the church simply because it was a black church. So he is such a good guy with a wholesome attitude, and he would have been a perfect Wentworth Cheswell because he really doesn't care about the color of skin. He cares about the content of character. He's a great leader in Birmingham. Well, and the reason also we talked about having him on the program today was because he wrote an article that really highlighted the fundamental issue. When you're looking at the nation and, and, and the racial divide and the racial tension and all the issues going on, how do you solve the racism in America? How do you overcome this Marxism in America? And he wrote an article that really gets to the heart of the issue. And we thought, okay, we need to have him on. 
on. People need to see this article. They need to read the article. But let's hear from him also. Let him explain what this is all about and, and how do we really resolve these issues in America. Bishop Jim Lowe, our special guest. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back on Wall Builders. This is Tim Barton from Wall Builders with another moment from American history. Many today wrongly claim our founding fathers were largely atheists, agnostics, and deists. Certainly some founders were less religious than others, but even they were not irreligious. Consider Benjamin Franklin, definitely one of the least religious among them, yet when the delegates at the Constitutional Convention hit an impasse in their deliberations, it was Franklin who called them to prayer, invoking numerous scriptures to make his point. As he reminded them, God governs in the affairs of men, and if a sparrow cannot fall to the ground without his notice, is it probable that an empire can rise without his aid? We have been assured in the sacred writings that except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. I firmly believe this. So even the least religious of America's founders urged public prayer and dependence on God. For more information about the faith of the founding fathers, go to wallbuilders.com. Welcome back to the Wobbler Show. Thanks for staying with us. Always good to have Bishop Jim Lowe with us. Thank you, sir, for coming back on. Good to be back on, Rick. Well, appreciate it very much. Uh, great article, by the way. 1819news.com is the website where the article is, and we're going to have a link today at Wall Builders so folks can uh, so folks can get it. But basically, you make the point. Listen, this uh, this this latest uh, tragedy uh, is doesn't fit any of the narratives. Uh, Tyree Nichols' story, you know, none of the narratives that people would typically go with here. And your point is, this is just a part of a culture that no longer respects life. That's exactly right. And we have trained our culture to think that way. We've made it clear that uh, uh, life is not the uh, is not the major issue here. It depends on whose life it is. We mm. make more emphasis on life if it's taken by a certain person or if it's uh, uh, done by a certain group of people. If it's the police to do it, well, that's an important life. Uh, if it's a mother, that's not an important life. Uh, it's, it's, we make these variances dependent upon the circumstances. When the bottom line is, the Bible has made it clear that all lives matter, that life is important. God gave life. Life was created by God and created in his image. Man was created in his image and likeness. So whenever somebody takes a life, they are disrespecting God, number one, and they are disrespecting the human being that God created. Is that also where we get the whole kind of the foundation of blind justice or equal justice is that 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 God says that that all lives matter and therefore that's how we should treat it and not kind of have these different categories, like you said, depending on who commits the crime or who receives the crime, we change how we view it. Instead, it should be, you know, it should apply the same to everybody, that 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 whole blind justice idea. That is right. When we talk about equal justice, see, the word of God has made it clear that the law is the law, and that's that's that should not be changed. Depend upon who ex- who who commits the crime. There should be no favoritism. It should be straight. That which happened with Tyree Nichols was an atrocity. It should not have happened. But what changed was that here they can't say, "Oh, it's white policemen beating up on a black man," because it's black policemen beating up on a black man. His life was important. Tyree Nichols' life was. A precious life. 
and it shouldn't be taken by anyone without due process, that's murder. That's exactly yeah. what it is. And we need to face that. But we we become callous to the taking of life. We become callous because we are looking at life from the standpoint of who has a right to do it. We take the life of our innocent preborn, and we have become callous to the murder of a child that's in the womb. And then you raise a child up. His father or mother's not there, and he, he has to learn or she has to learn to live life without the the parents that are there, according to God's plan. And so they don't even have a good basis of life. Mm. So my point is saying that we have failed God. We no longer honor the Creator, nor the order that He's established, so we are paying the price of our rebellion against God. Wow, yeah. The, so, so really, you're saying that the, the callousness that, that the culture is experiencing is, is downstream of those previous decisions to disrespect life, and so now we see it throughout the culture. I mean, I, you know, when I watched the video, I was just like, there just seemed to be no, not not only no respect for life, almost like no morality, no concept of this is not okay or right or wrong or any of that. It was just law of the tiger and the shark. We've got the power, we've got strength, and we're going to impose it on this guy that we're mad at. And and you know that's downstream from saying you know that there is no real right and wrong, no, no yeah. you know murder in the wombs okay, so therefore you know murder in the streets okay. Yes, sir. And see what we have in so many different ways. It's dependent upon who commits the crime, whether it's a crime or not, whoever yeah. does it. And it, it, you've got people that are in power that get away with doing things that are wrong because the, the law is not, um, is not carried out indiscriminately. Yeah. The law yeah. needs to be what it is. It's either right or wrong. It can't be right when you do it and wrong when I do it. That's not the law. But That's only right. just judge we have is God. And we've turned away from him. We no longer allow prayer in our schools. Children don't know what is right anymore because there is no absolute right. There's no absolute right in our society because we have rejected the righteous judge. We have chosen to follow the whims of the people. And God has turned us over to our own way of thinking, so that we see that we no longer have wisdom, we've become fools. We do not honor him, and if we don't honor him, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Yeah. And so what we find here is that those police, they had no respect for his life. They had no respect. It's not inside of them to have that. Something went wrong, and we as society have turned away from the Creator, and as a result of turning from the Creator, we have seen these atrocities go on and on and on, and they will continue until we learn to respect God and we go back to the fundamentals that this nation was founded on. This nation was founded on principles respecting the Creator, that all men are endowed with certain rights from the Creator. We yeah. recognize the Creator and the founding of this nation, but we've come to the point we no longer recognize the Creator. We try to diminish any thought or eliminate thought of the Creator from the public, from our private. We try to get rid of Him in everything, 
And as a result, there is no respect for life. And that's fundamental because God is the creator of life. And we violate him. We have no respect of marriage anymore. There's so many different things, Rick, that we can see that's wrong with our society today. Mm. We see what's wrong with our nation, but we see our founding fathers respected the creator. I will say this one thing, and I'll give it back to you on this. Remember, God chose Israel as a nation that he would bless. This nation chose the God of Israel. We offered ourselves to him. We put him first, and God blessed this nation. But just like Israel, when Israel turned away from the God that chose them, he withdrew his hand. We chose him, and we said we'll build our nation upon the rights granted by the Creator, which is our God, and the nation has been blessed. But we have turned away from him now, and because we've turned away from him, we are we are paying the whirlwind of our our rebellion against the God of Israel. Yeah, yeah. Does that make uh, sense to you? Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, a hundred percent. And like you said in the article, it's um, you know, what you're talking about right now is the real heart of the problem. Where we, you, you put it this way, you said we must stop misdirecting and pointing to symptoms, concealing mm-hmm. the, this truth, and 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 that everybody wants to run from the God factor here, and yet you're saying that is the factor. That is what everything else is downstream from. If there is no God, there is no right and wrong. We're all decide right and wrong ourselves. This whole moral relativism that has run amok in our in our culture is is the cause of, of what we're dealing with here. And if we're not willing to come back to the creator and those basic values, like you said, that we were founded on right there in the Declaration, then we can just expect more of what we're seeing. It's going to be chaos, and that's what it always resorts to. There is no rule of law. The rule of law is yeah. from God. The Ten Commandments were given for societies to be built. And societies built on that have been better societies. But we've turned away from that. We've turned away. We need to turn back. It's like in Isaiah. The whole head is sick. Everything all the way down, the whole body is sick. Why don't we just come and and, and be reasonable and realize turning away from God has brought us in this condition where we are now? You know, yeah. I, I, it's, it's it's tragic, but this is what we have done to ourselves. Mm, we brought yeah. it on ourselves. Well, you're 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 also then you know touching on a very important point, which is just the responsibility. Instead of instead of looking for someone else to blame or something culturally culturally to to blame, to actually say, hey, we're responsible for this. We've uh, we've allowed this to happen in our culture. We have to be the ones to lead the way back to God and cry out to God and. And, you know, in, instead of just complaining, uh, it, it, it's time to humble ourselves and, and pray and seek his face and, and turn from our wicked ways. I mean, there's a command there. There's a, there's a really a formula, if, if, if it's fair that to say it correct. that way. He basically said, here's the formula, people. You can have the good stuff or you can have the bad stuff. And it depends on what you do on the input side of the equation. That is, that is correct. And that's what, if we look at it, it doesn't take a whole lot of people to turn this country around. It yeah. just takes, the Bible said, if we. And this nation was founded as we the people. Yeah, We the people have to rally together and be bold enough to stand up and let the power that, that be, let them know that we are going to work as we did with, uh, with the Roe v. Wade. We overturned that. We need to come together 
We need to unify to see that we get prayer back in our schools. You want to know why we have our kids that are as uh, violent as they are now? They have no control. Prayer needs to go back to the school. And I'll open it up to say, even if they're, if you want to, if, if, if a Muslim wants to pray, let them pray. This nation shall establish nothing that talks about a religion. So let let all religions have that freedom. Yeah. Christianity does that. We we allow everybody to have freedom. That's so, right. But get prayer back in school so that the children have a moral compass. They That's have right. no moral compass now. It depends upon what one teacher says and how one teacher does. And they're going to teach a teacher who have no moral basis so the children are confused. It's chaotic with them, so they have no respect for life. Let's go back to the fundamentals. Let's go back to the First Amendment rights that we have, that Congress shall enact no law regarding the establishment of a religion. Then don't don't get rid of religion. Don't say every religion works except Christian religion. Allow me to have freedom of speech in the school. Allow me to be able to speak in the school. If I want to pray in the school, if our teacher wants to pray, let them pray. If a Muslim teacher wants to pray, let them pray. Don't respect either religion. Do that. Yeah, and yeah. this is what we we violated the first principles of the First Amendment when we talk about freedom of speech. You attack freedom of speech. You attack the free exercise for religion. We've got to go back to the fundamentals. The founding fathers knew what was important. We need to go back to what they said. And we need to make this government respect its founding principles and its rule of law that came from the creator. The right to life, first one violated, should come back. The pursuit of happiness, to allow us freedom to do, and and without all the rules, regulations. I've got so much that I could say about this, Rick, but... Um, oh, it's um, so good, though, Bishop. i tell you what, I wish we had more time, because it's so... So good. In fact, we we got to get you back more often. Um, everything you're saying, I mean, it's it's biblical truth. It's historical truth. I mean, it, it it's it's tied right to what made America great in the first place and why we experienced so much success. Um, the principles are there. The formula is there, and you're you're speaking so you know directly to the real problem, not as you said the symptoms. And uh, America needs to hear it. Uh, so we got to get you back again, brother. Thank you. God bless you. Well, you know, we've got to stop blaming the symptoms and and talking about the symptoms over and over and over again we need yeah. to cure the disease the cure comes from our god and he is the one to give us cure we need to stop all this racist talk that we do we need to get rid of that and start looking at one another is we either children of god or we're not that's all there is there's only two if you want to talk about race or whatever it is there's only there's only one race, and that's the human race, and the human race is divided between those that honor God and those that do not. Yeah, It's nothing black or white. It's not about that rich or poor. It's all about you either honor God or you don't, and that's the way we need to see one another. Stop Amen. with this, this, these shallow ways of talking to people. Amen. Ah, oh, powerful, powerful, powerful. Bishop Jim Lowe, God bless you, brother. Thanks for coming on today. All right. Thank you, Bruce. I appreciate it. Anytime. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back with David and Tim Barton. Hey, this is Tim Barton with Wall Builders. And as you've had the opportunity to listen to Wall Builders Live, you've probably heard the wealth of information about our nation. 
about our spiritual heritage, about the religious liberties, about all the things that makes America exceptional. And you might be thinking, as incredible as this information is, I wish there was a way that I could get one of the Wall Builders guys to come to my area and share with my group, whether it be a church, whether it be a Christian school or public school or some political event or activity. If you're interested in having a Wall Builder speaker come to your area, you can get on our website at www.wallbuilders.com and there's a tab for scheduling. And if you'll click on that tab, you'll notice there's a list of information from speakers' bios to events that are already going on. And there's a section where you can request an event to bring this information about who we are, where we came from, our religious liberties and freedoms. Go to the Wall Builders website and bring a speaker to your area. Welcome back to Wobblers. Thanks for staying with us. Thanks to Bishop Jim Lowe for joining us as well. Back with David and Tim now, and uh, and guys, I mean, even even the opening story that we had is uh, is destroying the narratives, right? That that CRT is all about, just as you guys mentioned. And of course, Bishop Lowe has no problem taking a sledgehammer to those narratives. Yeah, and he has so many good sound bites. The fact that we no longer honor life first, he said, helps divide us into these racial groups. If it was just life, you know, like the pro life movement, if it's just life of all kind. That makes such a difference. And he's talking about, well, we don't have God in schools anymore. So this is what happens. And now whoever commits the crime decides whether it's a crime or not. We, we've lost the standards of what's absolutely right and wrong. The, the Ten Commandments kind of view of the classroom. I mean, he has put his finger on so many core issues, but they're spiritual issues. And that lack of spiritual understanding is what creates so many of the cultural problems that we have today, including things with race. Well, and what he talked about really does go back to the core foundation of America. When when the founding fathers and the declaration articulated that we hold these truths to be self-evident, that the truth, the foundation that America was built on was the reality that there was a God, he did exist. And that the God who existed, the God that made the entire universe, made humans and gave them those God-given rights. Well, as Bishop Lowe pointed out, the, the issues we have in America right now, it's it's a God issue. The, the the reality of rejecting God, rejecting that common sense notion where the founding father said, right, this this obvious reality that there is a God, these truths that are self-evident, and he pinpointed where we are, where we are right now. Even How do you overcome Marxism? It has to be through faith. Faith, Christianity and Marxism are not compatible. Christianity and socialism are not compatible. But the only way you overcome socialism, Marxism, communism is through Christ, is through God and the Bible. We got to get back to that in America. Well, this is how we get back to it. We begin to educate people, folks. You got to learn truth, then you can go defend that truth and, and spread that truth, but you got to learn it. That's what listening to Wall Builders is all about. So please share the program with your friends and family. Thanks so much for listening to Wall Builders. We stand undivided.